Take a seat at the table with us. My name is Anthony Brinson. My name is PJ Pfeiffer. I'm Brad LaPlante. And I'm Luke Joseph. And welcome back to the Sports Roundtable Podcast. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad PJ asked me to be back on. It was kind of, uh, well, literally last minute. He was like, you want to be on? I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Sure. How y'all feeling? I'm good. I've never been on this before, but uh, I'm really excited to talk about the kind of four main topics today. You know, it's been a busy two weeks with sports. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a good idea to have the sports editor on the sports <laughs> podcast. I think, that's, I think that goes well. At least once, and I never even realized you hadn't been on before, so this is a pretty go, uh, dope moment. Mm-hmm. We were talking a little bit before we get into the um, our topics today about spring break. You were mentioning that um, you're trying to travel a bit more around Michigan because you're not from Michigan. Mm-hmm. Where do you, if you could, if you don't mind telling the audience where you're going to be at. Uh, okay. Okay, can I look at my email real quick? Now? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I have yeah. it in my email. Yeah. Got to look up where he's going yeah. in his email. <laughs> what a crazy guy. Okay, Kingsford, Michigan. Mm, never even heard that? of it. Yeah, never heard of it. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure it's in the UP. Um, and then a couple of my roommates and I were going to be uh, skiing at Pine Mountain for a few days. That's pretty awesome, That's pretty man. Cool. Luke, you said you'll be uh, in Florida for a couple of days and then going back home? Yeah, pretty much just visiting family in uh, Florida and then just uh, it's going to be good getting back home to Philadelphia. Are you from Florida? No, no from, from Philly. Ph- from Philadelphia. Yeah. My grandparents just live in Florida. so As most grandparents do. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. How is Philly, if I could ask you real quick? Uh, it's fun, man. Um, Philly's pretty lively town um they really care about their sports obviously um you know it's a great place to be understandable understandable and then brad you doing anything for spring break nope i just went to north carolina so i am done yeah you mentioned you know didn't have the you know best time down there you know (laughs) no and i don't know if we want to get into why yeah just you know um maybe the food down there needs some touching up but anyways um for our sports topic today, we were talking to, or they were talking a bit off uh, mic about hockey, about MSU hockey. So if I, if we can go like to the left and then end it on Luke about what's been going on. Yeah, so I am not obviously your uh, MSU uh, hockey reporter. That is Maddie's job. However, out, Maddie. I am big fan, big fan of MSU hockey. Uh, huge fan, actually. I don't know if you would say the biggest, but, you know. Um, MSU hockey's been good. If you've been following the team at all for the last, like, you know, four years, you know that it went from, like, literally the upward trajectory could not be more, you know, inclined, you know. Um, So MSU hired a new head coach about two years ago, and last year went almost, I want to say, from, like, last place in the Big Ten all the way up to, well, it's not, like, all the way. There's seven teams. They went to fifth. Um, but then in uh, 2023-24, which is, you know, this season, they took a huge turn um, and really turned a corner. It's been a insane season. They won three out of four games against Michigan this season, which is something I don't think they've done since 2009. They haven't. Uh, I think they it's they've only they haven't won more games than lost against Michigan in quite a while. So, uh, yeah, it's been a good season. And Michigan, meanwhile, might miss the uh, um, the tournament this year. Really? So we are really wow. just um, banking on Michigan's downfall at this <laughs> point. Yeah. Um, you know how they said that uh, Michigan traded their basketball team for their football team? It Duh. seems like they also did their hockey team just to get the football <laughs> team some success because that is not looking not looking good. Um, but on the other hand, Michigan State uh, could clinch. The, I think the biggest news of this all is really that Michigan State could clinch the Big Ten uh, for the first time ever. This would be the first time oh, that Michigan wow. State clinches the Big Ten uh, title in hockey um, since the conference became a hockey conference in 2013. So it's it's only been like 10 years. But this would be the first time that that's ever happened. Uh, Michigan State came close. I think it was second place in 2015. But um, uh, I think Minnesota won that year, if I'm right. And then Michigan State lost um, two straight games to Michigan in the Big Ten tournament. So that didn't end up well. Um, But uh, I hope I'm getting that right because I think that's what I remember. I'm I'm literally going off what's on my head. Anyway, you got an iPad right in front of you. (laughs) 
I do, I do. That is correct. But I'm going to go with my gut. Yeah, I think I'm going to go right. with my gut. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yes, Michigan State plays Wisconsin this weekend, and they um, can win the Big Ten title with uh, with a sweep of Ohio State. Did I say they play Wisconsin? Yeah. They, they play Ohio play State. Ohio I'm State. sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Good correction, good they correction. Play o- they play Ohio State this weekend. They can win with a sweep of Ohio State. And then Wisconsin, who's in second place, can win – or I'm sorry, needs – to lose one game, so that so if Penn State can beat them once, then it's game over. Uh, Michigan State does play Wisconsin next weekend. Uh, Michigan State has, I believe, what it's a five-point lead on. I think four. I four. Think so. it, it went down to four, so it's a four-point lead of Wisconsin. But still, Michigan yeah. State would just need the um, just the sweep of Ohio State and a loss by Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, Currently, Michigan State has 46 points in the Big Ten. Uh, Wisconsin has 42. And then Minnesota, who no one's really worried about, uh, has 37. Um, and then, so yeah, as Brad said, we're playing Wisconsin. Or, sorry, oh my God, I did the mistake <laughs> too. Uh, we're playing Ohio State this upcoming weekend, then Wisconsin. Um, Ohio State, I believe, is in last place in the Big Ten. So. Oh. So yeah, hopefully, I believe so, yeah, and that's yeah. what's crazy because Michigan State, like it was expected originally that Wisconsin, this last series against Wisconsin, the the one in in, in next week, mm-hmm. um, was going to be the deciding series in the Big Ten. It was going to be Wisconsin, Michigan State, which Wisconsin traditionally plays Michigan State at the end of the season. And this was going to be, like, the lead-up. And, by the way, these teams were in the last half of the Big Ten last season. So this is an insane shift to see, like, both teams. Like, Wisconsin finished last place, and Michigan State finished fifth out of seven teams. Um, So now they're at the the top half of the Big Ten. And, yeah, it is... um, uh, a four-point lead by Michigan State, and uh, it, I don't even think because Michigan because Wisconsin played uh, Wisconsin played Ohio State last weekend, mm-hmm. and w- Ohio State beat them twice, one in overtime. Mm-hmm. So Wisconsin only got one point out of a possible six, and it was suggested that you know uh, Wisconsin would retake the lead of the conference, and then Michigan State would have to steal it back in the final final series. But now it looks like Michigan State really has that upper hand. Yeah, so then if uh, Michigan State finishes first, um, looking at the Big Ten tournament, uh, Michigan State would get home court advantage because how the Big Ten tournament plays out, it's like the higher seed gets home court advantage. So actually, we would, we as in Michigan State, we would get a bye week. uh, So we wouldn't even have to play any team for the first week. Uh, It's a best of three series. And then it would be the semifinals, I believe. Um, so then we would play. I feel like it's either the four. Or it's, five the, seed? it's the lowest. Whoever's the oh, lowest, six or seven. Yeah. So okay. well. So who whoever wins, that's the lowest seed. Right. So like. Okay. Um, so if the seven seed wins, that's the seed that that they go play. Basically, they get reseeded, just like um, the NFL reseeds in the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. How you yeah, know the sure. yeah. So um, I think it's the only sport that still does reseeding, if I'm correct. Um, but yeah, so like one plays seven, you know, one plays seven, two plays or two plays seven, three plays six. You know what I'm saying? Four, Four plays, plays five. five yeah. Like you know, you know what I mean. So they do the same thing in the next round. So so yeah. that's how so that's how it work. Um, but Michigan State would play the lowest seed. So if if somehow Ohio State were to beat with uh, Wisconsin again, but this time in Wisconsin. Then Michigan State would play in the semifinal against uh, Wisconsin. It's only a one game, a one mm-hmm. game thing. So yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah. So that's that's how that's how the money rolls for Michigan State, and it's going to be exciting. Um, and it would also be interesting too, like if the if perchance this actually happened, Michigan State would do it on Senior Night. Oh so wow! That would be Sunday. That. I mean, not Sunday. Sorry, Saturday. Nice. So question just for clarification, you mentioned that uh, MSU has to sweep Ohio State and then Wisconsin has to lose one, right? Yeah, so I'm not sure that the games would finish up to where, like, by the time the Michigan State game ends on Saturday, they would know that. But shortly after, they would. I'm not sure that it'll happen because, like I said, but like I said, so Wisconsin's problem is that they play in Penn State. 
So, you know, it's very hard in, in college hockey. You have to, like, to sweep teams is hard enough. I mean, Wisconsin's a good team, but to sweep a team on the road, that's that's kind of a, a tough, tough task. So, But it's also, um, that's like to clinch, to clinch uh, their title next week. Or this upcoming week, sorry. Because the next week, you know, it's Michigan State, Wisconsin. So, if so it's State like whoever. Yeah. Right. Right. So. so so if Michigan State, you know, is able to hold their lead and doesn't get swept by Wisconsin, they should next week at fine pending a, a total impending collapse this weekend. But if things stand as they are, if the standings are as they are, like if 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 Wisconsin and Michigan State both sweep their opponents this weekend, then Michigan State would just not need to be swept next weekend, mm-hmm. essentially. Okay, cool. Got anything to add, Luke? Not it's I'm not a I'm I'm not the biggest hockey guy, you know, but you know, this year our hockey team has been so great and it's been really exciting to kind of get more into hockey and um you know, I've uh family members who have texted me, you know, oh, go to the game, you know, you got to go to the game like we've never been this good before and it's just an amazing uh experience to watch them. You know, we uh I believe we beat uh Michigan lat or not last week, but the week before on the tenth, yeah. and that was just uh, we beat them twice, and it was just uh, amazing to watch. Yeah, I mean, we've kind of had U of M's number this year, and to kind of segue to basketball, I mean, we got hockey, women's basketball, and if you want to talk about men's basketball, we just recently beat them in Ann Arbor, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm, yep. So yeah, take it away, PJ. Oh yeah, um, I believe I believe it was a season sweep. Against uh, yeah, because we won so, here, and then yeah. I actually looked this up, and because I, I wasn't sure how common this is, and uh, apparently it happened super recently. But I was curious because I noticed so Michigan State's men's basketball team swept an unbelievably weak <laughs> Michigan basketball team, yeah, right? Yeah, like uh-huh. very yeah. bad team. No shade well, to them. Like, no shade. I know, and no shade to them. Like I personally dislike when Michigan teams are necessarily bad and I know I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion or not because the problem I have is like if you beat a bad team who gives a shit sorry who 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 cares? I mean you, you didn't it is what it is, <laughs> it is, what it is. <laughs> like who really cares though yeah. like who um like what's the point I, I guess I guess I would rather beat a team that's good mm-hmm. if that makes sense you yeah, know like definitely. if a team's good it mean it means more to the rivalry in my opinion that's mm-hmm. why like 2021 Michigan State football that that win was insane yeah. because that ruined Michigan's perfect season right like that was crazy um however you know in the, in this case you know it doesn't it doesn't really have the same uh, the same mold so I was I was so anyway my point is I was curious how, if that happens a lot where Michigan State's men's and women's basketball teams uh, do a season sweep like a clean sweep over the same season and the last time it happened was 2019 yeah so not that long ago actually. did you did you research what it was before that? No, I did not. Okay, okay. Um, I didn't. I'm not that much of an investigative journalist. So <laughs> Shut I <apologize>. out, Alex. <laughs> yeah, not Alex. Sorry. Um, I mean, I don't know how. So, like, separately, men's basketball hasn't swept Michigan in a in one season since 2019. Separately, women's hasn't done the same either. And since 2019, together though, in a single season, I don't know when the last. Oh no, that was twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, kind of embarrassing by me. Okay, mm-hmm. never mind. Never mind. Listen, you got to it. You got to it. But um, based on, did you watch the game at all? Uh, me? Yeah. Yeah. Based on watching the game, how did they get it done in Ann Arbor? Because I, I saw it was close at first. I didn't watch it, but I was like keeping up with the score. It was close at first, and then we ran on with it. So for men's, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, you know, it was like down to the wire from what I remember. Um. Like I feel like Luke here. So, so we got the win. Um, I've been a little bit down on Michigan State men's basketball. Um, you know, Michigan, they're not very good. Like they only have eight wins on the season. Oh wow. Um, they and I was pretty disappointed, regardless of what the final score was. I don't think we should have been. It, it I don't think it should have been as competitive as it was because of how bad Michigan basketball is right now. Um, you know, and we didn't pull away until about seven minutes left in the game. Um, there wasn't really much going on offensively. AJ, um, if I can pull up the stats 
Um, he didn't have his best game. Um, he's been pretty up and down uh, this whole season. Um, you know, and let me just try to get the uh, statistics out here. Um, I will add but, real quick. Um, I do know now that I'm remembering. So it was a tie game with seven minutes and one second left in the game. Uh, and then we kept Michigan scoreless for that, the remaining. Wow. And, while yeah. we, and we scored 10 points, I believe. So, okay. Um, yeah, pretty crazy, I feel like. Didn't and MSU, I didn't actually watch this game, but didn't MSU actually get out to a better start than they did at home against Michigan? Hmm. That's a good I question. Like, I'm pretty sure, because I remember watching. Did, did I remember? I don't know watch? about. No, I mean, it was. Or was that a different game? That I think I'm that's a different game. I mean, Michigan at one point was up. Uh, no, because Michigan 12, 12, at, at home, Michigan State was down at the half. 35 mm. 33. Mm. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. that, so, and I'm pretty sure, so Michigan was staying with Michigan State until they finally lost by like 19 points. Did at, you find the. That was the first yeah, game. That was so, the first game, yeah. correct. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. What, yeah, at so, home, correct. Yeah, yeah. So the second game, I mean, the halftime score in the second game uh, where we played in Ann Arbor, the halftime was only 39 to 37. Um, I mean. Michigan State was at ha- ahead at least. It, they were ahead, but it's like, you know. Michigan at that point in time eight wins they're three and twelve in the conference. It's like I think they would rather be up by by ten like what the final score was, and then even during the second half they just didn't look as good. I mean, Madi Sissoko only played seven minutes the entire game. Like he's just eight this whole season he's just been kind of like unplayable. And he you know there were reports that like he he's got something going on like with family or something personal and that's obviously none of our business to know like that's just for him but at the same time it's just like it's just disappointing to kind of watch him play and then uh you know AJ Hogard only played 22 minutes against Michigan couldn't make a make a basket only went two of seven with six points um Jaden Akins three of ten seven points couldn't couldn't shoot a three Neither could Tyson Walker, only one of five and three. Um, but, and the only reliable person was Malik Hall. Like, Tyson Walker is, you know, he's amazing. Like, he's going to lead the team points every every single game. But from an efficient standpoint, Malik Hall, eight of 13, eight point, 18 points. Um, you know, he was probably our best player in that game. So I got an interesting question for you then. So... How would you personally draw the line or balance a win is well, a win is still a win and then an under uh, performing win? Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, look, th- this is still a win. Like, regardless, it's it's still going to be a win towards kind of seeding and stuff like that. But just for me, it's like I would rather kind of beat them in a game where I'm not biting my fingernails mm-hmm. off. You know, um, it's just like. Uh, you know, I'd rather be up ten the entire game and win by ten rather than this kind of being like a a back and forth. You know, we're not making shots, they're not making shots, and then final seven minutes or final five minutes, you know, we pull away with the win. Okay, um, that's understandable. You know, if if that were to happen, I'd rather be against a team like an Illinois or like a Purdue or Wisconsin. Okay, you know, not a team that's as bad as Michigan. So based on their performance against Michigan, where do you see them moving forward as far as like March Madness coming up and just the last few games of the season? I I think they can I think they obviously it doesn't help that they lost uh yesterday against Iowa at home. Oh really they were, they were, when they were a nine point five uh favorite, I believe, or ten point favorite. Um but I think I think they have enough quad one or quad two wins, what how whatever the NCAA metric is or whatever. Um, I think we have enough to make the tournament. Uh, but well, they it, definitely will make the tournament. It, but it it is like you know we have those losses against Arizona and Duke, and then earlier in the year we lost to James Madison, um, and then we lost to Nebraska early, in early Big Ten play, and you know there's some real projections where we could be one of the 
kind of like one of those play-in teams, like one of those first four teams um, where we have to play for a spot. So we could potentially be an 11th or even a 12th seed um, Mm -hmm. come March Madness. Interesting. So if you were to give a prediction, if you've thought about it, where do you think MSU is going to end up as far as March Madness? I would, based on what I've seen, probably, probably nine or ten. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't, you know, we were projected number four uh, preseason, and we have not come close to playing like that, let alone a top twenty-five team. Yeah, me, Deshaun, and Thomas talked about that um, a couple months ago, or right before the season started, of just mm-hmm. how much the how high the expectations yeah. were, and it is it does kind of seem underwhelming for them to like either barely be a playoff team or barely be a tournament team or not make the tournament or like just get there so yeah i mean this was arguably uh throughout all the talk this off season or before the season started this was potentially uh coach Ezzo's deepest team i mean he he said it himself that we could go 11 or 10 11 players deep um i mean and then just seeing that we're not playing and then we're not playing as well as we should. It's just a huge disappointment. Do you see any reason why, or do y'all, if y'all, uh, Brad or PJ, also have any thoughts as far as why they were so underwhelming uh, this year? Or did it just happen? Obviously, um, I think center, uh, that big man, um, you know, Madi's a pretty undersized guy. Every time he is on the court, he's just a complete non-factor offensively. Um, nobody on this team can really shoot. Uh, we don't have I mean Malik can kind of shoot you know but he's not he wasn't he's not a Joey Hauser kind of guy where it's like he's a knockdown three-point guy um, you know I think we're we thought Jaden Akins could really take that next step because um, he was uh, projected to be an NBA draft pick this year if he was gonna play um, as well as he did last year uh, because we saw those flashes of how good he could be and he still hasn't done that um you know i think uh i think it's been a little frustrating um not seeing xavier booker out on the floor i get it he's a little skinny in that regard um i mean he looks kind of like a toothpick out there but no disrespect no disrespect (laughs) no disrespect at all but it's like you know i i would like to see him on the court because He's our only big man who can actually shoot or is willing to take shots. Um, so, so I no, and I just want to add. Uh, I'm sorry for interrupting, <laughs> good, but good, I good. I want to get this point across because I sort of like I agree with the fact that Sissoko's been an issue because I mean, but at this point, it's like, what can you do? Like, I feel like Izzo also like knows secret, you yeah. know, kind of that like he it's it did not help him to not go to the portal. And, but we all know how Izzo feels about the portal, yeah. right? He's not not a big fan, or at least that's what I've heard. He's, he's not a big um, fan. Not a big fan of the portal. Um, so we we know that. And but the, again, like I said, like what can you do at this point if you just complain about that? There's not, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not going to help you. Um, I am just going to. I guess maybe this is the optimist in me, but I'm just taking a look at ESPN's current bracketology. And so if I only base this on um uh like if i'm if i'm just using their model which obviously it could be anything right so michigan state would be projected as a seven seed so i actually think that the that's actually more realistic eight or seven eight or nine is more in the realm that i can see them going at um however um i do think that like this team because their issue and maybe their blessing also is that they're really streaky like they do really well over courses of periods and then they'll like just really really suck Mm -hmm. you know they'll turn it on but like earlier this season I mean you saw how they played against some of the teams on neutral fields or 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 neutral courts sorry um they'll uh you know they would play in neutral arenas and they would be like they kind of felt like comfortable or that they could like do something you kind of felt that they could go somewhere um however uh now you know but that's the thing you get into march madness and that's kind of where it's at it's at neutral court um and sure like losing like the the iowa loss very disappointing because that was at home you were double digit favorite 
um, not great to lose to Iowa, especially since, um, you know, just I, I don't know what went wrong there because I was watching that game and I'm like, you should have won that game the whole time. And, you know, it's 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 almost depressing to a point. But, um, but okay, look at this ESPN model. They have, so the way they project is Michigan State at 7, Mississippi State at 10. So that's who they would play. And um, so Mississippi State doesn't seem like a terrifying opponent, right? Um, then they go play Marquette, Marquette, who would obviously, you know, pr- be predicted to win against Moorhead State. Um, so Marquette may be a little bit more, yeah. you know, sort of thing. I could see them losing that game, but that's like the thing. If you're projected as, a, if you get a seven seed, you're going to play the two if you win. Um, and then ahead of them would be either Alabama, High Point, um, Gonzaga, who's at, like would be in the play-in. Gonzaga would uh, would be in the play-in, and then Texas Tech. Uh, is in that bracket as well. So um, so it's not like I could see them making it to the second, third, you know, ish, you know, sort of re- realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's I, so that's the thing. I don't know. Like if they're streaky at that time, you know, maybe they get get it together. Uh, but yeah. now, you know, it's it's just so hard to tell with yeah. this team. Yeah, I was actually going to kind of talk about that. Brad. Yeah. Um, so I I'm think... so sorry. I interrupted <laughs> you're good, you. No, you're good. You're good. Um, <laughs> I just think they're this season they haven't been consistent with playing like both as a team and individually, you know. And I think I think there needs to be some more inconsistent more more inconsistent more consistency. Um, you know, there's they have four more games until the Big Ten tournament. And like honestly, I wouldn't even be worrying about the March Madness tournament right now. I'd be worrying about the yeah. Big Ten tournament. Um That's a good point. Right now they're fighting for fighting for skipping the first day of the tournament. Mm. It starts on March 13th, but, like, seeds, like, 10 and below, uh, or maybe 9 and below, I think it's 10, uh, play on the first day. So they're, like, fighting to not play that first day, and they're fighting to play March 14th for the first game. Um, So I think they need to be more consistent these last four games and actually try to, you know, bump up just, like, one or two more seeds uh, until March 13th. Well, with everything that's been building up between some of our struggles and even some of our um, victories that have become pretty close, it all leads to where we are now. And it may be a pretty underwhelming season, but there's still a lot of hope. And then, like Brad was saying, like we are MSU fans. We go to MSU, so we're going to have that hope and we're always going to be watching. But I guess we'll see how the season ends. Mm-hmm, definitely. What's next on the agenda, PJ? Uh, do we all want to talk about women's basketball? We sure. Can, sure, yeah. absolutely. Their game against Michigan, uh, we kind of talked about this briefly, but they won season sweep against Michigan for the first time since 2019. Um, so just some stats about the game. Uh, Osman, or Osman scored 16, uh, Hegman scored 14, and Ar- Ariel scored 13. Um, I, you know, the women's team, they are just... In my opinion, they are, like, just so amazing. I think, you know, Hagman is so consistent uh, throughout, has been the entire season um, with scoring and just assists. So, like, offensively, she's been, you know, a powerhouse. Um, and I would say they're definitely more consistent than the men's team. Obviously, I don't want to, like, compare the two teams that much. But yeah. um, I think they've definitely been more consistent throughout the season. Definitely. Um, and, you know, the game against Michigan – um, obviously, the you know Michigan women's basketball—they're um, not in last place in the Big Ten. Um, but the game was very back and forth, except for you know the second quarter where MSU kind of outscored them kind of a lot. Um, it kind of built momentum going into uh, you know halftime in the third quarter. Um, but you know, obviously, MSU ended up winning seventy to sixty-six. It was a really close game, but really, uh, really great game. You know, I was watching it um, on TV and. It went, like, down to the wire. I was, like, really nervous, um, but I'm so glad we got the win. Yeah. Um, And then looking ahead, you know, they're playing Purdue this weekend. Um, I think it should be a pretty easy win because I'm pretty sure Purdue is last in the Big Ten. So we'll see what happens there. 12th in the Big Ten. I got it up. Oh, sorry. However, however, (laughs) I mean, it's still not that good, you know. Um, And, yeah, so that that game's tonight, so Mm -hmm. we will – 
it, it would be in, in the past when this goes up. Oh, that game um, starts in five minutes. Yeah, oh, yeah, right, exactly. I mean, if they get up to a good start while we're recording, I mean, <laughs> but I am currently we're watching live at the Sports Roundtable. But You know what's crazy is that their women's basketball team isn't very – I mean, I guess it's not surprising. I mean, it's. I guess the, the, the disparity between their – you know, when I think of Purdue men's basketball, I just think that they're, you know – Mm-hmm. Um, just dominating. Just dominating. But then, obviously, their women's team is a little bit more, like, iffy. Yeah. You know? Um, which, by the way, by the way, Purdue's men's team, I – here's a – you want to hear a hot take? Ready? Sure. I think – and this this might be too hot. But I think I think Purdue is going to go farther than people expect this se- this season in the in the That's NCAA not a hot tournament. Take. In the NCAA tournament, a lot of people isn't that the joke? That's the joke. Is that Purdue's like the laughing stock of the Big Ten? They they you know they dominate the Big Ten and they do all this stuff and then they just like are out by the first round in the in the I mean, NCAA tournament. Like they have no playoff aspirations at all. I would I can I. For me, I I do laugh at the fact that uh, what is it? The last three seasons, uh, Purdue has gotten bounced out in the right. first two rounds, I think. Um, and then last year they were the one seed, and mm-hmm. then they lost in the first round. That's only the second time that's ever happened. Um, but I just think, you know, I I think everybody's gonna be like, okay, I don't. There's no way Purdue, you know, loses. I think the they're first too round, good, or they're way too good. Zach Eady is just. He's been the best player in college basketball this whole season. Um, you could ar- argue R.J. Davis from North Carolina um, or the, the uh, I believe, the guard from Tennessee um, or small forward. I forget which position he plays, but he's just been amazing. Um, I just think Purdue's way too good to lose again. Plus, they uh, the, their freshman backcourt uh, from last year, obviously they're both sophomores now. They've, they know uh, – what losing is in March Madness, and so I think they're going to be well more prepared uh, for um, March Madness when that comes around. Going back to March Madness, we talked about the men's uh, aspirations on their end uh, for March Madness and just the expectation versus the potential reality. What about the women's basketball team as far as how they're looking for March Madness? I I don't know what seed they're going to be, to be honest. Um, I definitely think they're going to make it. Mm-hmm. Um but this is kind of going off, like going away, straying away from MSU. But mm-hmm. I'm so excited to watch this tournament, this March Madness, for Definitely. Caitlin Clark. It Definitely. was on my mind. It was the next she's, question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. She's just, oh, my God. She's so, she's she, such an amazing player. You think she's bringing it home this year? I think so. I think she's going to, she's going to, I mean, first of all, she's going to make history in the next few yeah. days. She's going to break the men's scoring record. Um, oh, wow. I, I know she broke the women's with that three, which is crazy way to break that record. <laughs> yeah, just Half-court shot. Man, yeah. it was a little past half-court. Um, but no hate, no hate. According, <laughs> according to the uh, – the and, and like I said, we don't really have any hard numbers, um, mm-hmm. you know, between uh, – you know, we can't predict a, a, a seed or whatever. But yeah. ESPN's projection does have them as a seven seed in the Portland. Wow. Um, okay. In the Portland uh, – Regional, so okay. Um, Portland, yeah, in Portland right. region. Oh, oh, who'd they in be playing? The por- uh, oh, they sorry. would be playing. I'm sorry, they'd be playing Tennessee. Okay. Like I said, these are just just right. predictions, and yeah. they don't mean anything. Yeah. Um, was, but you know, seven seed is is kind of uh, yeah. yeah. It would definitely be a like a tall task for Michigan State to you know obviously make it to a Sweet Sixteen, um, more or less win the entire thing, um, but it's. I think Iowa's a really good um, team, and then my favorite is uh, South Carolina. I yeah. mean, they're un- I believe they're undefeated. Um, they have the best head coach, I believe, in women's ba- women's basketball in general. Mm. Um, I, they're just they're so good. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Yeah. You I think? Would, sorry, no you, no, you first, good sir. Did you did you get? Wait one second. Did you get excited about Portland because you are from? You're not from Oregon. I'm not no. from Oregon. I but met I, somebody that was from Oregon, and I forget uh, if it was you. Um, someone from my hometown, they play for Portland, the oh. women's basketball team. So I was going to be like, oh, oh my God. then you're like, yeah. heck yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Some real quick, but yeah. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> well, never mind, yeah. <laughs> no, not the same, not the same. Yeah. No. But, uh, you're about to say something? 
Oh, I was going to say, I really like the South Carolina coach, but also the Stanford coach. I forget her name, but she just broke, um, she kind of recently, she broke the record for most wins. She broke uh, mm-hmm. Coach K's record for most wins. Oh, wow. Coach. Yeah, of all time. Um, she's been with Stanford for so long, but like not as long as you'd expect. It's just Stanford is so good that they rack up so many mm-hmm. wins per season. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say something pretty similar, and I was just gonna mention that. Um, do y'all think Kaylin Clark and Iowa are good enough uh, comparing up against Stanford or South Carolina? I think they are. Yeah, I yeah. think it's gonna be probably. I think it's if they play each other. I think it'll be one of the most watched games in history, mm-hmm. um, and the most one of the most exciting. They're just yeah. How are the reigning chaps this year? LSU, how they doing? Like skill wise, like, they're, they? they're still a contender. Um, I know they were, I believe, the number one team coming into this year. Yeah, um, they. they yeah. I know early on it took a little while for them to get their groove. Um, they're currently nine and three in SEC play, mm-hmm. uh, just behind South Carolina. But um, regardless of how they started, it's about how you finish. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they got Angel Reese, um, and who's, I believe, a a top 10 pick in the women's NBA draft. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just a special talent. Um, and then I believe Haley Van, I forget I forget her last name, but um, she's she's a really good player. They just have way too much talent to be overlooked. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And um, speaking of college sports, I don't know, do you guys keep up with incoming, uh, like, high school people going into college? Yeah. Like, do y'all know who Cooper Flag is? Yeah. Yeah, I saw he signed with Duke. And could somebody tell me, like, what's the like the story behind him? Because apparently he's hated and, like, him going to Duke is him I playing mean, the villain. So I, he, I've barely a, even seen clips a, of him. He's a special high school talent. Like, is um, he, he, he nice for real? He's nice for real. Okay. I mean, he's an amazing defender. Um, he can shoot the three. He's pretty everywhere on the court. He's he is everywhere on the court. Um, you know, he can guard. He can guard the one, two, three, four, five. He can guard every single. He can guard position. the five. Yeah, he can guard the five. Is he? Is this a forward? Yeah, he's a forward. Oh, okay. Because um, I, I only I only know his name, and then apparently he's hated he, for he's some a, reason. I don't know why he's hated. I think he's just hated because he's so good. Mm. Um, you know, I think he's. I I think he's gonna be an amazing college basketball player. I think he's gonna be an amazing NBA player. Um, when he goes to the NBA, um, he's just he's an amazing amazing player to watch. Um, yeah, there's nothing more I could say that hasn't already been said. Do you think he's NBA ready now? Yeah, I really? Think so. Wow, that's I, I think impressive. There's, um, you know, obviously with the NBA, you know, you have to go to school for one year. Um, I I think it should be, you know, if you're good enough, you should be able to go to uh, the NBA from high school. Um, I do think he is one of those players where I could see him uh, going to the NBA straight from high school. I do think he's that special. So I know, PJ, I think you were about to say something. Just um, one more question. I guess I could ask all y'all, but more specifically, Luke. Is he like number one draft pick level? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I got I to check this guy out. Hey, <laughs> yeah. shout, out, shout out Cooper Flagg and Duke. Yeah. But it seemed like Duke always getting uh, the good players. Yeah. Yeah. But were you about to say something, PJ? Oh no, I never heard of him. So this is yeah. all new information. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I just did a Google search this this YouTube video. Why Cooper Flag is a certified fraud? Is that B Souls? Yeah. Shout out, shout out, my guy. Shout out, my guy. I didn't watch the video, but I saw that thumbnail. Remember the title because I meant to watch it. Because I'm like, who is the guy? No, nah, he Cooper Flag is the real deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you just watch him play. I've never gotten to watch him play in person because um, he plays down in Montverde Academy down in Florida. Mm. Um, but just watching kind of his games oh, like on ESPN Plus, I mean, if if he's getting, you know, coverage time on ESPN, you know, he's, he's a pretty special, yeah. pretty special player. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, I think he's one of the best prospects in high school since LeBron James or Anthony Davis. I think he's one ah, of that special. That's that's big um, uh credit to give him. So yeah. um I'm a big Cooper Flag fan. Which even I'm glad if, somebody here was. I'm I like mean, <laughs> he, he even though he's going to Duke, I would have rather him gone to uh Connecticut. Um I know my cousin goes to Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Um he really wanted him there. Plus he's from Maine, like he's from that area. It would have mm-hmm. been nice, you know, hometown hero type of 
type of vibes, but um, he had a relationship with uh, John Shire, who's the Duke head coach now. Um, so oh, wow. Shisetsky isn't the coach no more, is he? Nah, he's wow. been retired. I feel old. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, shout-out to Cooper Flag And to kind of segue into NBA, because I know we're probably going to touch on the All-Star game, do you have any opinions on Bronny James with his college uh, career so far? Because it's pretty evident, like, I, he's most likely going to go to NBA just off name alone and then yeah. LeBron. So how do you – I think he – I think he's a – he'd be a decent um, NBA player. I would like for him to stay another year um, because I I do think uh, – you know, I think he, regardless of his last name, I do think if he wasn't LeBron James' son, he'd be good enough uh, to be an NBA player. Okay. Um, I don't know if he would be a star or kind of like that um, franchise guy, but I do think he, he's going to be a pretty good NBA player uh, for okay. years to come. Okay. I had saw a meme or a tweet somewhere that was like, imagine he goes to Detroit and then LeBron <laughs> come to Detroit. Yeah, I mean, I... If if you if Detroit got uh Bronny James, I you guys should not be mad at that. Um, I mean, I'm a LeBron. LeBron's my favorite player. So if LeBron coming to the city, I mean, yeah. I'm gonna be at them games all the time. Right. But to segue into All Star Weekend, I got thoughts about it. I didn't actually watch none of All Star Weekend. I'd be busy, as y'all see from us recording. We'd be busy. But yeah. um, I've obviously aware about it, and then I've heard all the backlash. But do y'all got some thoughts about it? Um, I would say just like. I think the coolest and the highlight of the weekend was the Steph versus Sabrina uh, three-point competition. Mm -hmm. I, you know, there's always going to be people that hate on it just because uh, Sabrina is a woman um, and she's in the WNBA Mm -hmm. and she's like, oh my God, like this woman thinks that she can like go up against Steph Curry. Like people are so weird. <laughs> I was gonna call one of the uh, announcers out, but I ain't gonna do it. But oh, people yeah. are people are weird. Uh-huh. That's all I'm saying. It's <laughs> right. but uh, anyways. Right, but it's like yeah, she can go against him, and she almost beat him. Like it right. was a great she, competition. She had other than Curry had the highest score. Yeah. Like of everybody, she, she, she had twenty six. Yeah, she would have been in the final if she participated in the actual three point competition. Yeah, and you know it was like. People also have to realize that this is like for this is benefited benefiting the NBA and the WNBA, you know. And like since this, I mean, obviously there have been positives that have come out of this. And you know, people are like, oh, well, it should be like Steph Curry and Damian Lillard versus like Sabrina and like Caitlin Clark or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. for next year. And I think this really you can only like you should only think of the positives about this, you know. Yeah. It was a great competition. Money went to charity because both of them have nonprofit um, foundations. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a really cool aspect of the All-Star Weekend, you know, it was the brand new. So I really loved it. I mean, yeah, it was – I mean, she was shooting from NBA three-point range. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it wasn't even women's, women's three-point range. It was the men's. And uh, she she's just a bucket. She's arguably the – one of the best players in women's basketball, arguably the best player in women's basketball. Oh. Um, you know, I think she's really good. I believe she's in her second year in mm-hmm. uh, the women's WNBA, excuse me. Um, but, I mean, she's going to be here um, be here for a while. And then, obviously, Caitlin Clark. And then, um, shout-out uh, Juju Watkins at US- USC. Um, she's a freshman in uh, women's college basketball, and she – She's going to be the next Caitlin Clark. Mm, that's I mean, a big she, name. She, she put up uh, 51 points, I believe, against number 10 Stanford. Man. So, as a freshman. And so. you um, mentioned it, PJ, while you were talking. This is just incredible for both parties, especially the WNBA, because I wasn't familiar with the young lady, Sabrina, before she played against uh, Steph. And then now I'm aware of her, Angel Reese, Juju Watkins, uh, Caitlin Clark. Like, it's a lot of big things coming to the WNBA. And it may finally bridge that gap of people who don't really like tune into the WNBA because like they're just they're certified buckets. Like yeah. regardless of uh, NBA WNBA, there's yeah. just talent all around. And to give my personal thoughts about All Star Weekend, so I got a pretty I got a pretty hot take as far as the All Star Game specifically because a lot of people say like oh it's not competitive and I wish it was this, especially with the addition of like 65 game rules. Mm-hmm. NBA players are at their peak or they're supposed to be at their peak every day. Get them a weekend of rest. Like, yeah. it's funny to me. We're, like, seeing, like, uh, Jokic and Luka or, like, uh, around. somebody yeah. tried to throw uh, Jokic a lob, but he was not going for <laughs> it. Like, 
It was funny. And was, the West All-Star team was so stacked, but yeah. I saw a tweet that said the East got all the tryhards, so they're going to win by like 20 points, and then they actually won yeah. by a few points. So I'm... I would obviously love for it to be pretty uh, competitive, but like I, my favorite years of the All Star uh, game was when they had joke around for the three quarters, and if it's close, like like really try in the yeah. fourth quarter. I feel like that's a perfect balance of the All Star game because we expect them to try hard, especially with the new sixty five game rule not being able to low manage every game of the season. So I feel like it should be uh, it's, it shouldn't be a requirement for them to try harder. Yeah. And then as far as the rest of the weekend. It's it just it don't hit the same for me All Star Weekend. Like I said, I didn't watch it. And I was busy, but I didn't make like an effort to watch it. Cause as far as the dunk contest, I mean, at this that point, was... most dunks have been done. At least by NBA players, most dunks that have been done are going to be done or that have already been done. It's not go. We're not going to find no new ones. Uh, just since I'm talking about the All Star Weekend, look at the camera. Aaron Gordon got robbed twice by Zach Levine, but oh, uh, shout out Levine though. But this man, that man, sat down in the air over a mascot <laughs> yeah. and didn't win the dunk. Never forget. But um, <laughs> speaking of which, uh, I don't know if y'all saw uh, Shannon Sharp. He was talking to Stephen A. on first take about Jalen Brown's dunk over Kai Sinat and <laughs> talking about how like Kai Sinat is already pretty short and he had him sit in a chair yeah. and then dunked over him. If this that was going to be impressive, it's like. We struggling. And <laughs> did you see there was apparently a uh, petition to not allow Jalen Brown to ever enter <laughs> the dunk contest, like oh ever. God. That's they so were me. Booing him. Yeah, it was. <laughs> was yeah, it, it was bad. And like, I at least appreciate Jalen Brown for yeah. being. Somebody called him a super superstar. I don't know if it's a hot take. He's not a superstar, but a star level player. He's definitely a star level a, player uh, in the dunk contest. I don't, so. know if he's, I don't know if he's worthy of that huge contract. I don't think. I think. He's definitely worthy of getting his bag, mm -hmm. but I don't know, $65 million. I mean, I ain't go pocket watch, so it's probably, if the Celtics got it and yeah, they feel and he yeah, worthy, I mean, then yeah. I, I don't mean, care about that. I'm but, not blaming him for taking that money. Right, just like, but just the Celtics, that's a whole other thing. Celtics need to get it done sooner rather than later. But um, if I could ask, I know, Brad, you say you're not really too familiar with NBA, are you? So just so uh, I want to make mean, sure I won't leave you out. I mean, I watch it. Uh, I don't really, like partake in the uh, in the, the opinions mm -hmm. of the, the sport like I do other sports, I Understandable. guess. You know? Yeah. So I guess I could ask uh, Luke and PJ, do y'all have any ideas on how to improve All-Star Weekend? Because, like, one of the big oh, things... I have some ideas. Oh, oh okay. Better. Know, everybody yeah, everybody can get some ideas. So I started off, you and go. then we could go, like, in a circle. What you about to say? You so. can go first, Brad, if you want to. Yeah, get rid okay. of it. I'm oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, he had a, uh, a heck of a take earlier. So go ahead, Brad. Talk about it. Um, I I actually I'm not I'm not actually advocating for this. Um, because I don't think it'll happen. Like the All Star the All Star games and the weekends. Like whether it's the NHL. Like uh, if you're not familiar with, because I'm a big hockey fan. You know, as, mm -hmm. everybody, as everybody might know. But there was a big um there was a big controversy in the NHL All Star game too, which happened in January. And um, because one of the best players in the in the league, I think it was Kucherov, um, basically just like uh, just he it was like a it was in the skills competition. I think he was like just winging it, you know, like it was literally a, the passing skills competition, and, mm -hmm. and it's li like the one of the easiest like skills competitions you could be in. And you just have to pass it through these like these like cones or whatever, and and you get a certain amount of points. And he was just like you know just lollygagging, like shooting the puck, like not like like it's another Tuesday or whatever. And uh, people and the fans actually ended up booing him it because wow. because he just wasn't trying. And people were because they were mad that they came to see the Toronto fans were you know they came to see a, a team or, I mean players to play their best, and uh, he ended up just just winging it. So I guess so. One of my point is that they that this happens in every sport. You know, you see like a ton of players. I think the only real sport that I haven't really seen it affect this too much is baseball. Um, but even then, there's a superstition in baseball where the home run derby will like will like compromise your swing. Yeah. And you'll and, but Pete Alonso has like proven that that's not actually the case. He's won like three of the things or whatever. But. Um, Anyway, so yeah, I think that it, I would say that some sports you could argue to get rid of it. I'm not saying the NBA is one. I won't be that bold. But I will say that I think that different things need to be done, I guess. Like, I don't know if you guys had any of these ideas. Like, I, I, I heard Luke talking about one earlier. Yeah. And, and what was your idea? So my idea was basically you can still have the All-Star game just 
make it, you know, shorter. Just have the instead of twelve minute quarters, just make it five minute quarters. Um, you know, I think a lot of thing with fans is like, I mean, I I believe the East scored over two hundred points. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's no defense being played. Whereas if it's with five minutes, um, you know, on uh, five minute uh, quarters, a twenty minute game, um, you know, it, everybody's gonna be not as gassed or if they were to play like a regular game um you know you can still play uh you can still kind of like play um kind of not as hard as like uh, a regular season game but you can still give enough effort to as to where it's like okay um you know we can have fun watching the game have fun playing and stuff like that um and then for the slam dunk competition my idea was pretty much there's a lot of people out out in the world who can dunk. You know, we've seen a bunch of internet videos of just people doing insane dunks. And my idea was kind of just like, you know, have a player uh, sponsor one of these guys or go out and find one of these guys. And then the, the person that they get, um, they'll get a bunch of notoriety on social media and then they'll make a bunch of money that way along with if they win, you know, maybe a cash prize or something like that. Um, I think it'd be really, it'd be really cool. Um, you know, just kind of seeing like a, a no name type guy. Well, maybe not a no name type guy, but somebody kind of, um, you know, off the street who is known to be able to dunk. Um, I think that'd be, that'd be a really cool way to kind of make the slam dunk competition, uh, fun again. Do they still do the celebrity game? Yeah. 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 They do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So do people watch it? I do. Yeah. I'm just. I mean, I'm just curious. I, well, I'm just. I'm just thinking of of ways th- of things that the other leagues do that are kind of cool mm-hmm. and what they could they could possibly you know m- do to yeah. make it better. Like, um, well, because I was gonna say the celebrity softball game that the MLB yeah. has is mm-hmm. is pretty fun. However, what I don't like is they've stopped like airing it, like or telling people mm-hmm. about where it is. Like, I think last year they put it on TV, but it was like on after the event had already happened or something, or that, at least that's when I found it. They didn't really message it to the right people or something like that. Um, so there, but, but I guess so. If the, if the NBA has that, that that's kind of cool. Um, I was also thinking, like, what if they did like a street? Uh, um, I don't know, like uh, instead kinda of like, street like basketball, one yeah, one or like I mean, 3v3. yeah, or I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking like three v three, like yeah. not even, and this is gonna sound bold, but not even a real game. Like, just like a regular, kind of like a Yeah, I mean, game. if they're not going to try anyway, just like, yeah. you know, screw it. Just put I see it. What you mean. Yeah. Like, that would be kind of cool. Like, just like, a casual game. I feel like it's very, it should be way easier than the NBA, at least makes it seem to fix All Star Weekend. Yeah. Either I'll go try it in, uh, like, dunk contest, for example. I'd either do one of two things. Either your idea, have people instead of NBA players. Like people around the world or fans yeah. do it, or just remove it entirely and replace it with a one-on-one tournament. I generally don't understand why this isn't a part of All Star Weekend yet. Like you I don't could get why just imagine like Kyrie versus Steph, LeBron versus yeah. if Kobe was still alive, Kobe during that time, and just like that'd be an awesome thing. And that's uh, I've seen that idea for years. Mm-hmm. But so I'd either whether you take away dunk contest or not, I'd add a one-on-one tournament, and then with the um three-point contest to keep doing what they did with like Steph versus Sabrina or if they put Kaylin Clark and all that three-point contest I feel like it's fine mm-hmm. and I feel like they should do a really cool thing with bringing in like 2k YouTubers or basketball content creators to like do commentary instead of like the typical people that do commentary yeah. and then with the all-star game so I just thought this idea while y'all were talking if they mixed the all-star game and the celebrity game together like just imagine like uh like Kai Sinat playing or matter of fact Flight Reacts playing with Steph Curry on the same court. Like <laughs> oh God, yeah. that would be entertainment or even if they keep the All-Star game the same, shorten it maybe and then have different judges. Like I feel like it's way easier than they um like it should really be. Like if you just think about it, like these are just ideas we thinking off the top of our heads. Some people the one V one tournament thing yeah. has been an idea for years. And even with the one V one tournament, for example, I feel like a big thing they could start doing more is more fan engagement like have fans play nba players yeah. or like uh nba youtubers who like play basketball play nba players to show to like the fans involved yeah and yeah. like to show the difference between like an nba player or like a content creator or have like brad's idea pickup game how they do like you know how the nba players be going to like those like uh random gyms yeah. and be hooping like something like that for the all-star weekend mm-hmm. i feel like it's one of those situations where 
some people criticize i don't know if y'all have heard people criticize like madden and 2k for being like the same game or yeah. they like since they know people are gonna buy it anyway they don't put much effort into it yeah. i feel like that's kind of what it is with all-star weekend like regardless people go be there so they don't really like change it much and they're just finally starting to throw some little things in there like the three-point step and sabrina or stuff yeah. like that i mean if if they uh if i will say shout out uh adam silver because regardless of the all-star weekend or whatever at least like they're trying to you know they recognize that you know it's not doing as well and they want to fix it Whereas, mm-hmm. like with some other you know commissioners you know the nfl commissioner mlb commissioner it's they kind of seem like that they don't really care as much mm-hmm. compared to you know adam silver where he's like all right this is obviously a problem we have to address this um but paying up piggybacking off what brad said um if they did a like a 3v3 game like pickup game in uh in like dykeman which which is in new york city uh it's a really famous uh basketball court um if they did a three on three in that uh setting or like if they did it uh in uh los angeles where they have um the basketball courts like along the beat coast coast or beach side um that would definitely be uh, an insane um, watch if you were a fan. Um, mm-hmm. I think that would definitely get uh, fans more involved in being able to watch them. And then put some more bread on the line. Like, yeah. I feel people always say, like, oh, these guys are rich. They don't need, like, we say how they play for the end season tournament. Yeah. They play hard. You know why? Because people's getting 500000 per yeah. uh, person on the team. So put, like, 10 mil on the line or however much is in the budget to afford like extra money because i think i saw a tweet i didn't do research to confirm it but nba players are talking behind the scenes on wanting more money for the all-star game because the big issue here is like you can't force somebody to do something they don't want to do like again i love lebron james but i question why he's never been the dunk contest it's probably because he just never wanted to do it so if nba players are out there and they want to chill for the all-star game they're gonna chill for the all-star game so either do our ideas or put some more money online. It's, I feel like these problems could be easily solved. You know, it? you know what? Real quick, you know what the NHL does for the All Star Game? Nope. Um, for the All Star Weekend, so they have like a regular All Star Weekend. This year's was actually kind of cool. Um, they had like the regular skills competitions and things like that, fastest skater. But you know what they did is they had, and I don't. I think this is new because I haven't been paying attention too much to the All Star Games like in the NHL because I just never cared. Mm-hmm. But they they had a mascot game, like the mascots Ooh. play each other. Would have to be cool if the NBA did something like that. And That's funny, I yeah. mean, I don't know if that it works with. It. Well, it might it might work. Um, but like the NHL video games have always had like since I remember have always had mascots in the games mm-hmm. and you could actually play as the mascots and like pl- and you know whatever yeah. or like hear me out y'all know what the mass singer is right yeah, Where yeah, they like yeah. in the costumes oh. and they get singer. So <laughs> yeah, imagine yeah. it's a mascot game, but like you're trying to guess who's the NBA player or like yeah, they do certain go. contests, you're trying to guess like who it is. Like I don't you can yeah, make it fun. Be, yeah. But um they so they also had a mascot dodgeball con- like competition. Oh, that is awesome. That's really cool. I like that. that was it's just random. It's not hockey, but it's like the NHL mascots mm-hmm. are playing each other in dodgeball. Yeah. Like yeah. it's crazy. And I mean no, no disrespect to NHL mascots, but I think NBA mascots are pretty more well known. I don't know mm-hmm. how. Well I mean, they are just because basketball is more popular yeah, sport. I mean, Although to be want, fair, I don't know any basketball mascots. I mean, who wouldn't want to watch Benny the Bull versus uh, Rocky, which is the Denver Nuggets uh, mascot? Yeah. Who wouldn't want to watch them play dodgeball? I mean, right, we see yeah. we see Benny the Bull all the time at Bulls games. Uh, he, you know, has a big uh, thing of popcorn. He always goes in the stands, and then he. Accidentally, um, you know, spills it all over fans. I mean, it's just a fun time um, being with the mascot. So who wouldn't want to watch a mascot play dodgeball? And then even with that, like All Star Weekend, like we clearly see them play basketball all the time. Yeah. If we threw something else in there, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing of like no. dodgeball or kind of like do what uh, the Pro Bowl did. Um, what they do? They so they they don't have an actual game like the NFL. They don't have a you know an actual game anymore because they realize that fans don't really care watching it because mm-hmm. i mean they're not going to want to tackle people for yeah. something like that so what they did is they they have little events you know they have like their own kind of skills competition they mm-hmm. have like a dodgeball event and mm-hmm. then they have a flag football uh, yeah i'm event, aware of which it. is um i think it's like seven on seven mm-hmm. something like that so 
And then they could even collab with like the big three, Ice Cube's League. I'm pretty sure it's yeah. Ice Cube's League. Of like the uh, legends, like put Jordan and LeBron. We can finally see yeah. Jordan LeBron or something yeah. like that. Like, it's a lot of ideas they could do. But we've talked about it a lot in this episode. Is there anything else on the agenda, PJ, to hit on the, uh, on the mark real quick? I think we're good. Yeah, I think that was it. Right. Well, I really appreciate both of you two specifically, especially PJ, this is your first time being on Sports Roundtable and then asking me to be on it and Brad giving his uh, thoughts and everything as well. And... With that being said, this has been the Sports Roundtable Podcast with myself, Anthony Brenton. Luke Joseph. PJ Pfeiffer. Brad LaPlante. And I hope you guys take a seat with us next time. Thank you.